0: Hello and welcome back to the Being Forces Friendly podcast. In season two, we sit down with experts from the armed forces, government and business to discuss engaging with defence and the mutual benefits that come from it. Welcome back to another episode of the second season of the Being Forces Friendly podcast. My name's Sam Bergson, your host for today's episode, and I'm one of the team of National Account Managers at Defence Relationship Management. I work with national employers supporting defence and the armed forces community, primarily in the transport, logistics, and energy and utilities sectors. Today, I'll be talking to two reservists who work for Northern Trains, Ryan Wells and Gary Barty. Thank you both so much for joining us. If I can just start by asking both of you, Ryan first, if you could please introduce yourself and explain what you do in your civilian career.
1: Yeah, so, uh, yeah, Ryan Wells. Uh, I said, we work for Northern Rail. Um so I'm an outda- outstation depot supervisor um, at Wigan Springs branch so basically we look after uh, the fueling, cleaning, minor maintenance on uh, the fleet of Northern's trains Um yeah so I've worked there for 13 years now currently at Wigan as I just said and I started off in Manchester
2: yeah. Thank you, Brian. Yeah t- so it's quite similar to Ryan. so I'm an engineering depot supervisor, so whereas Ryan's at an outstation, I'm at one of the main depots, which is Allerton in Liverpool. So again, it's doing the heavy maintenance on the trains, um, in the maintenance, the cleaning, the driving around, getting them ready for service in the mornings. I've been there for eight years now, started off as a cleaner, went through an apprenticeship, and then once I was then qualified, a couple of years on the shop floor, and then lately I've been in the supervisor's office and I start on projects next week.
0: Great, good stuff. And um, Ryan, what do you do in your reserve capacity and when did you join?
1: Yeah, uh, I'm an RAF reservist, uh, 611 Squadron in Southport, RAF, Woodvale. Uh, There I'm a a Gentech E, which is a general technician electrical. And we carry out uh, electrical servicings on, I mean, the misconception is, you, you tell people you're an electrician in the RAF and you think, or you work on the planes well no i'm a, it's a ground electrician so we fix vehicles and uh, generators air conditioning anything on the ground that you can think of that's electrical really that's what we get our uh, get our hands on too yeah great and yourself correct
2: yeah so i'm a commissioned officer in the queen's own i'm based in chester which is the cheshire squadron um So it's a light reconnaissance unit. So we've got Jackals, um, which is our vehicle. So it's um, all about long range reconnaissance, which then feed back to the fighting units, i.e. the infantry um, and the tanks, for example.
0: Cool. And when did you join?
2: Uh, So I joined up, that was 2015. I went in as a trooper originally, Um, did that for nine months to a year before I went to Sandhurst and then did my commission so I've been commissioned for uh, about five years now.
0: Great. Ryan, right. how do you find it balancing both your
1: Reservist career and your civilian career? Um, difficult. It can be difficult. I mean, I, I I left. I was a regular before I joined the Reserves and it was one of the reasons I left, really. It was it was hard to have a, a relationship and be away all the time. Uh, so now... Uh, <laughs> It's hard work, I mean, family-wise, yeah, hard. Civilian-wise, it can be harder. Again, if you haven't got that supportive uh, employer who's there to back you up, you don't want to be away thinking, worrying about your civilian job. I mean, that, that's what pays your bills really at the end of the day. So you always need to make sure they're number one. Um Yeah, so balancing it, is, it's a, it is a juggle. You just gotta, I always play it in. The so number one family, Second, your civilian career. And uh, yeah, third, always put your reserve career last. It's more of a hobby than anything. That's how I treat it anyway.
0: Yeah, Gawain, how do you see the interplay between your sort of two lives, so
2: to speak? Is it it similar sort of um, for you? Yeah, so obviously it is difficult to manage. Um, Obviously, I work, me and Ryan, we both work shifts. So trying to balance it with the weekend training, the Thursday night training, um, it can be difficult, and then when you throw a family into the mix as well. My first um, OC described it as juggling three balls constantly, which, as Ryan said, it's your career, uh, your family, and then your reservist one. If you need to drop one, he quite simply said, "Drop this one and come back in when you can," which is kind of the beauty about the reserves. You can, if you need to change, then they are flexible and they're more than happy for you to do that. But Northern's always been really good for me, so. I've always taken my two weeks off a year to go do annual camps, go do training courses. When I went to Santos, they gave me the full eight weeks off. If you, as long as you've got the sport behind you, it can work really well. That's great to hear,
0: um, Ryan. You were recently mobilised as part of an operation in Scotland.
1: Um, how did that opportunity come up? Um, we we've got a, an app. I'm not sure if Gary has got the same. It's uh, Defence Connect. Um, it, it's a bit of a communication tool really when you're sat at home it, it, they, they advertised roles on there uh, asking for volunteers for different roles so that they might put up a, a job saying you know a gen Tech e corporal required in cyprus for for six months or on this occasion it was um, a maca tasking military aid to civilian authorities in scotland and they were requesting ambulance drivers for for a period and i quite fancied a change rather than engineering so i put my name up and. That's how I got into that one. So how, how long did that last for then? Uh, so I was there for just under two months up in. in I was in Inverness, Edinburgh, Aberdeen. Yes. Yeah, so originally it was the Scottish Ambulance Service driver. When I got up there, the, the more seniority you go, the, the, the less chance you're actually on the tools as such. So I was actually looking after a, a group of soldiers from the RLC. Um, in a hotel, <laughs> I might add. But it, it you know, these lads were, were the only young lads, and they were out in the ambulances seeing horrible things. So it was more. I was more there to make sure they weren't exceeding their hours, Um you know, they hadn't seen anything to listen in here. Cool. And um, how 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 was the the
0: mobilisation process? terms of your civilian employer what did it mean for them in terms of letting you go how how easy or supportive were they in that in that mobilization process
1: yeah they were really supportive uh I could say eight weeks off I was paid by my civilian job I knew that my position was still going to be there when I came back it might have been a bit harder to we're on a six-man roster so the lads would have had to fill a gap um you know with me missing so they might have had to do a bit more work especially over Christmas time as well it was in December so everyone's trying to get time off but yeah they were supportive and uh you know I think even if I did it again if I wanted to extend they would have been supportive if I if I want to do it again this year they'd probably back me up again yeah really good and um overall like how did you find the experience
0: like how enriching was it and what what skills or anything else do you feel that experience of being mobilized enabled you to bring back um either to your civilian employer or just in your life
1: more generally you um when you what i find is when i've when i've been on a one of my annual camps or i've been away with the military for a certain amount of time that there's a bit of the discipline comes back to you. Um, so when I go back to the workplace, I always find myself with a bit more energy, as I, as I put it, there's a bit more, I feel like I've got a bit more get up and go in me because um, I've been used to the to the military side. Get that, it's just a get get it done attitude that they have in the military and you just, you bring that back and um, it, it refreshes every time you go away. Great stuff. Now, Darren.
0: You're sort of my main contact at Northern, Um, they're sort of Armed Forces Champion um, in relation to the Armed Forces Covenant and the Employer Recognition Scheme. Um, If I can ask you before we talk about those, if you could, as best you can, give a rough estimate on what the size or profile of the armed forces community within Northern is, whether that be Veterans, Reservists, uh, Cadet Force volunteers, or military spouses and partners?
2: Yeah, so Northern set up its own internal uh, media app um, that we're using on Yammer. Um, so on one that I then went and made an armed forces community group. Um, it was one of those where I added everyone that I knew was connected to the armed forces and then sort of let it grow organically. Um, so at the moment, there's 78 on there. Um, which isn't particularly too bad considering a lot of the company aren't using Yammer yet. Um, So as I said, at the moment, we've got 78 that we know of. Um, I don't quite know the mixture between reservists, um, veterans, and the spouses, but there's work going on in in the background with Northern. So eventually we'll be sending a survey out to the company with a simple yes or no questionnaire. And one of the first questions is, do you have a connection to the armed forces? And then going down through, are you a veteran? Are you a reservist? So we'll actually be able to work out who we've got in the company and what categories they fall into. So that's just something we've got in the pipeline.
0: Yeah, well, it's you know it's always a challenge, especially for larger organizations. So the fact that you've already know of that many is a testament to that work that's been done. And it's great to hear that there is uh, more you're seeking to do. Um in terms of the Armed Forces covenant then specifically, um how was it that you sort of got involved with that and how Northern ended up signing? I know I, I was there personally um at the signing event, which was held in conjunction with the Remembrance Service at Manchester Victoria Station, which I thought was a um a brilliant place and, and time to sign. Um so yeah, how did how did that come
2: about? more. So I found out about the employee recognition scheme through LinkedIn. Um, I saw it pop up one day. So I went and started doing a bit of research onto it. Um, from there, I then sort of started um, putting the idea out, putting sort of the framework together of what I think Northern should be doing. I spoke to a few other train operating companies, Transport for Wales were brilliant. Um, their Armed Forces Champion, essentially gave me everything that they had and said, this is what you do um here's what we're doing and then what is quite lucky is the head of ops uh, head of operations for northern is XRAF. so he's got a senior position in northern absolutely loves the armed forces in his time that he had so he's my backer so that's Dwayne Stott he's absolutely fantastic with it so through him he then got me um a meeting with the director group for northern i pitched the idea to them and they voted unanimously that this is something we should be doing Right,
0: yeah. And then from signing the covenant at that event, I referred to you went through uh, applied for the bronze and plural recognition scheme, and in the summer of this year were awarded um silver. Um, so how how um how did you find the process progressing up to there, make making sure that the silver criteria was met and also the application process?
2: So the application process was really good. Um, Obviously, you helped me out with um, the deadlines and looking at drafts. Um, So that was really good. One of the things that I thought was really helpful was as soon as you reach out to another company, whether it's in the same industry, or I was personally talking to Cheshire Police, some NHS trusts, and as soon as you say, I'm working on the Armed Forces Covenant, then everyone pitches in and everyone's helping each other. So you're not kind of going it alone. There's every industry wants to help you out and every company is more than happy to be sharing ideas and best practices. That's great. And um, I think we talk about this a lot about uh,
0: being force multipliers and network of networks. So it's great to hear a, tan- a tangible example of um, organizations. Um, or you know, as you say, we all want the same thing. So why was it important for you for Northern to progress through the employer recognition scheme? And do you feel like it was
2: more personal to you because of your Army Reserve career? So I thought it was important because even before we signed, Northern was already doing quite a lot for the armed forces. They just didn't know that they were doing it kind of thing. So we already give the two weeks leave. We hire quite a lot of veterans, which is always really good. I'm not sure if i'd say it was more personal um or no sorry i think it's more personal than actually being a reservist so i grew up in a military family so i grew up around soldiers and if you're then in an industry where you can then make a difference and start serving and giving something back to the armed force i think that's important to do so that's great and
0: do northern have future aspirations down the line to go for gold maybe
2: I don't see why any company shouldn't be aiming for gold.
0: Okay. Finally, to both of you, Ryan first, what would you say is the best thing
1: about being a reservist? Um, as I was saying before, for me, it's more of a hobby now. And I think the opportunities that it gives me, um, I couldn't get anywhere else. So just, I did an exchange with the uh, Junior World Rally Championships, the engineering team. So we went to Sardinia to watch them for a week and, just learn best practice and how, how their industry matches uh, the military or the Royal Air Force. Um, Arctic survival courses just, yeah, I could keep going, but what you get out of it and the friends that you meet and the the side of adventure that you get definitely for me. Yeah.
2: That's the reason why I'm there. So easily the best thing about being a reservist is my troop. Um, I've had my troop for five years and, It's absolutely fantastic. Um, Just the development that you get to give um, to your soldiers that you have. So and sort of like the journey that they're on as they're promoting, then you can see them developing and you see yourself developing. I mean, that's fantastic. The opportunities and the development you get being a reservist, I think that definitely impacts a civilian career and helps a civilian career. And same as Ryan, you get the opportunities to go away and do things that other people just simply don't get to do. So I've been to Cyprus. One of the best ones I've been to was, being a liaison officer with the Croatian army. So embedded with the Croatians for a couple of weeks, that's fantastic. You're not gonna find a civilian job that can let you do that.
0: That's great to hear. Well, um, you know, personally, and on behalf of DRM um, and Defence, thank you for your service uh, in your reservist capacity and what you do for the nation, I suppose, serving. But finally, thank you for joining me. And um, it's been great chatting and hearing more about not just your reservist career and stuff you've done, but also how that helps your civilian life and also um, the stuff you talked about in terms of Northern's journey, signing the covenant and progressing through ERS. And I'm looking forward to carrying on working with you on that. Um, as a Birkenhead boy, it's great to hear shout outs to Wigan and Allerton and, uh, and Chester and uh all these great northwest places in the drm podcast yeah thank you and um i guess that's it for our listeners as always all relevant links will be in the episode bio and don't forget you can find all our previous being forces friendly podcast episodes on anchor apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, soundcloud and spotify Make sure to subscribe to never miss out on an episode and to keep up to date with any podcast news over on the DRM social media channels. Make sure to never miss an episode by hitting the subscribe button. And if you have any questions for us or want to know more, you can always contact us on Twitter at DRM support. Thank you very much for listening.